da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Hey, man, fam. It is ya boy, RB Richard the Bar- Bizardin. <laughs> Um, yeah, whole new nickname there. Gonna open up a whole lot of brand opportunities. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> I, if you hear my voice first, you know it's probably one you should turn off. But don't, uh, because I've got all kinds of fun stuff planned. I've got my main man, and I mean that in the most Ahmad Rashad way, as I always say, Brian Gill, right here next to me. What's up? But what? What did you say your name was? I got Richard B- Bizarden. Yeah. Nailed it. Okay. It's All a little right. Snoop Dogg. Well, hosting, it's a little early 2000 Snoop Dogg mixed with like carnival stuff. And uh, <laughs> we have from the uh, Geek 101 podcast with us, uh, because nothing says geek culture like the farewell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, our old friend, Ariel. Ariel, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Richard. I'm good, Brian. I'm, I'm glad to be fulfilling my contractual obligation for resident... Asian yeah. guest. No, nope. it's Amos. true. And, you know, and I regret making you get the tattoo, but I think it really it holds. And Ariel, I'm, a, I'm honest to God, one of the great thrills of my life to talk to you tonight, because as I told you before, you and I are always on not the same episode. I think this is like the second episode ever we've been on together. And so we're going to get into some real mischief tonight. We're going to really oh, stir the pot on the... Oh, wait, it's the farewell. Okay, well, um, Awesome. Uh, so Brian, before we get started on everything, yes, and I have so many plans, guys. It is gonna be lit. Um, did I sound cool and young? Okay, so cool, very nice, so youthy. Right. I nailed it, totally nailed it. Um, but Brian, before we get into any of that, I know you have some. I think it's pronounced. I don't, I'm trying to be hip again. Shootouts, shutouts. Mm-hmm, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shootouts. And uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a few uh, got a few shoutouts. Re- we'll hit real real quick here, and then we'll get straight into this review of the the farewell. Uh, these are the names of some incredible, beautiful people who have joined our VIP club recently. If you want more information on that, if you'd like to join yourself, you want to go to madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Subscribe there and you'll get access to all kinds of bonus content, throwback episodes, shenanigans, polls, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, And a question we do get very often is if I sign up for the VIP feed now, will I have access to all of the throwbacks that you've been doing over the last two years? And the answer is yes. When you, as soon as you sign up, you will immediately gain access to a plethora of uh, of episodes. And I'm a little so wild. Can't on Can't get those. enough of us here. Go over there. Real? Yeah, I'm saucy. Those, those get a little dicey sometimes, and it's uh, you know, so it's, it's a fun, <laughs> it's a fun, <laughs> it's a fun, sexy time. Um, let's uh, speak for yourself. Oh my. <laughs> Uh, but very quickly, some some names of our newest VIPs and big thank yous to Allie B, to Everett Clark, Respect. Nick Taylor, <laughs> Kyle Kyle uh, Chandler, Kelly Tyler, Danny Weiser, who's local. Shout out, Danny. Uh, Josh Moulter, Will Fawcett, Justin Riggio, Sean Lovegrove, Jessica Guilroy. Thaddeus Dronsky, which is an awesome wow. name. Super into that. <laughs> Thaddeus, Thaddeus Dronsky. That, wow. That, That's that my brings. fantasy team uh, now and, coming up. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And uh, newest member of the I, which is the highest tier of rewards within the Mad About Movies mm. VIP club. Big thanks to Mr. Marcus Page. Nice. I respect each and every one of you. I like a few of you. And I appreciate you guys joining the VIP. Now, this is awesome. This is a – I'm very proud of the Viper content we put out there, and uh, we won't bore this old main feed episode with any more of that. But if you are looking for – you know, I, I, as a podcast consumer, uh, August is a dry time. And uh, I, I fall asleep with a podcast in my ear every night because I love uh, brain cancer. And I'm going to definitely get that one day with all these Bluetooth devices that I sleep with for eight hours in my ear. But uh, the the 
the uh, but but August is tough. I can't even fall asleep at night because I have no pods. It's kind of everyone's on vacation and stuff. So if you're looking for something to kind of fill that void during this this awful dry month of of content before everything kind of kicks up again with you know the Oscar award season starts, sports kind of kick back in except for you a few you know sadist uh baseball fans out there uh, sports <laughs> kind of kick back in in the fall uh it's a good time to to subscribe to the vip feed we've got like brian said two years we've been doing an extra show a week if not more for for two years so that's a hundred plus episodes i think on the vip feed plus there's sports mm-hmm. shows that we've done on there there's uh, uh, AMAs that we do on there all the time that are really fun. I think some of our best episodes over the last few months have been those AMAs. They're really silly and goofy, yeah. and and we love bits. And there's a lot of bits on those. So so I I encourage you all to sign up for that. It's four bucks a month. That's a buck a week. It helps us not only do that show but this show because believe it or not, you know it it eats up quite a bit of our time doing this. Especially Brian, who's who's weirdly obsessive and spends. He spreads every tweet we get. He puts in a spreadsheet, and then he pivot tables mm-hmm, yeah. it. He just kind of rubs his nipples and Got stares it. at it. It's very upsetting for. <laughs> Got to keep track of the likes, yeah. the retweets. Very weird, comments. but it's his. Yeah. It's a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an algorithm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but but seriously, we we work really hard on this show, and by we, I of course mean Kent and Brian, and and uh, in the VIP uh, patronage certainly helps. But enough about that. Um, we should uh, we should get into this review. Uh, this is a really interesting movie, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, We're good. Big time. All right. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ariel, thanks for being here. Ariel, Ariel you it, are the man for showing up. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, this is a really interesting movie that has. I, I love when this happens. This, you know. I work in in my in my other life. I work in like sales and marketing, and uh, the, the, you know it controls our world. It controls our world. These these algorithms and things. And then something comes every once in a while, sort of against the grain, and feels really organic. The way it it gains momentum in the in the zeitgeist, and that's a word uh, that's has German uh, origins. And so it it's uh it's a really interesting I don't know what that meant. I was just trying to sound smart. Um so anyway, this is a a movie that I think really kind of had a slow burn at the box office, got some got some buzz on social media and really earned so its own momentum, which is like kind of an old school cool thing and I love it and it's a really interesting cool movie and I can't wait to hear your opinions on it, but we'll swing it around to Brian first and then we'll go to you Ariel as you are our honored guest on your general thoughts. Both about kind of the farewell as a film, but also as it is kind of it's kind of a, having a cultural moment. And I think I think mm-hmm. Ariel, you'll speak to this far more eloquently than I can because you know I'm a boring white guy. But I think Asian Americans are really having this great uh, cultural moment too, which is across a lot of different mediums. And I'd love to talk about that because I think that's great and uh, true. So, Brian, we'll go to you first as a white guy. <laughs> but but first, let's talk to another white guy. Let's not go crazy. White guys first and foremost. <laughs> Absolutely. On. Let's, okay. Okay. Um, no. That is the motto of podcasts. No. Let's it go is. to... Let's... <laughs> Conan's on board, and now we're a thing. <laughs> yeah, we did it, guys. White guys, Irish guys did it. No, uh, no let's go to Brian on thoughts on this sort of happening. I'll shut up soon, I promise. And Ariel, you sure. will have very eloquent, smart things to say, and we want to build to that. Yeah. So, Brian, you go first. Yeah, I've been pumped about this. I, I, so I hate this kind of. <laughs> sounds like I'm about to say this, <laughs> this kind of. Movie. I, I don't like limited release. I've ranted about that significantly over over the years. Um, it drives me crazy that we do this bit with, I don't know, like a hundred movies a year that should be seen by a lot of people, and we just say, well. Only the people in L.A., New York, and for some reason Minneapolis could possibly understand this film. We got to make sure it starts there and gets good word of mouth, and then okay. moves Look, to, as uh, a son to the of heathens Minnesota, amongst. I, how dare you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just—it's so weird. It's always so weird. It's like this: this movie's showing in four theaters, uh, two in L.A., one in New York, and one just outside St. Paul. It's odd. I don't know. That's um, right, Minnesota. Just a hey. very. I Can I give you a one-word answer, but... and you'll understand completely? <laughs> sure. Prince. Absolutely. 
<laughs> there it is. Yeah, but you know. Nope. No we're, argument. We're on the other side no of that. No argument. Right? I don't know. No uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um so I don't I don't like that tact by uh independent film studios and and the like and and big studios. It just it bugs me. It bugs me way more at awards time cuz we're just for us we're trying desperately to see like every single movie that we can get to and do episodes on them, everything that's going to matter and all this sort of stuff. And there's just so many times where um, we're like, well, I'd really, I'd love to do an episode on that. I won't have access to it for a month, you know, and it's just, it's, it's kind of a beating. Um, I do think that there are occasions when that strategy is a smart one is the right one and it pays off and this is this is one of the, a great example of that i don't know i mean this movie the farewells made like 12 million dollars i'm assuming the budget is about a quarter of that if i mean it's 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 not it's not an expensive film to make so it's definitely uh pretty profitable the point of movies like this is not though really to make a profit as much as to get um get some eyes on it get the right eyes on it get um people talking about smaller movies and and uh, and hope that it it kind of catches on uh, in a smaller way like we obviously the farewell is not competing with spider-man or something to to be a big film regardless I, I I think this is one of the few for me examples of of doing it right uh, going through the, the festival circuit building some buzz that direction and then kind of doing a slow rollout to uh, to this so I think this movie for us here in in Dallas Fort Worth it hit um last week i think maybe the maybe the week before it's been in my theater for for i think two weeks but that was you know quite a quite a while after it had been in the format the three major markets la new york and of course minneapolis st paul um so and i I think it's worked it 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 kind of built some buzz the trailer i saw the trailer a couple of times i don't know about you guys in movies that I maybe wouldn't have expected to see this kind of trailer in you know a very a small movie trailer before um I, I think i may have seen it before like toy story or something it was a strange anyway uh i, I think they did a great job of, of building some momentum for this one moving forward and i was very excited to see it once once we finally could i saw it this afternoon and i really dug it um it is touching and beautiful and very heartfelt and real and uh and i i think it put uh on display how much talent and kind of star potential Aquafina has, which is not a thing I would have guessed, uh, whatever, a year. Did that Ocean's 8 movie, was that last year or the year before? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, what May not have guessed that in that movie. She's great in Crazy Rich Asians and um, and then has, you know, she's just, she's really, she's she's kind of popping and she's she's very, very good in this film and shows, I think, significant range too um but the 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 film itself is just is really beautiful and and um and sweet and heartbreaking in ways and i anyway i very much i very much enjoyed it i thought it was very well done and touched on some some serious some serious themes but with a bit of levity and it just i don't know it was a very uh enjoyable theater experience given that the the material right like i this i i guess i kind of expected this was going to be a little more uh gosh i'm just weeping and i kind of hate my life because it's so good but gosh i was just sitting here bawling and it wasn't quite that way and i i kind of appreciated it i thought uh it was it was very well done on that front and uh, enjoyed it enjoyed it quite a bit but more than anything i'm i'm interested in getting your your take on it ariel so give us i you know give us your general thoughts but Kind of talk about the culture and and um, the way that, that this is, uh, you know, did this work for you and all that good stuff? Uh, sure. So <clears throat> the first thing, I think there are two main things that uh, need to be talked about when it comes to The Farewell, uh, directed by Lulu Wang. And um, I think the first one we'll get in general thoughts, and the second thing, if, if we want to get into spoilers, uh, we'll talk about that. But um, there's a great article in IndieWire, <clears throat> which is somewhat of an interview with Lulu Wang, where she is saying, like, she tried to get this movie made and Hollywood executives and producers were just like, Hey, we either need a, um, a white female lead, or we need a white male lead as a boyfriend who goes with her, or we need one of the, 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 the cousins to be white. And, and she just kept like trying to open doors and everyone was saying, like, Hey, you need white people in this film. 
And if you watch the movie, you're just like, dude, yeah, there, we, there's Brian no and I place. Talked about that at the meetings. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> so you you guys uh, shut her out first. That's why I didn't open no, I mean, in Dallas. It's a committee. It's a committee. But yeah, I mean, we I'm sure. I mean, yeah. No, we all we were at the meetings. Like I um, meetings. <laughs> um, not those kind of meetings. Just to no, clarify. they're not. Want to be very? No, clear they're not clan. They're just like you know, it's just us. Right, and there's like Fox right. News in the background. And we it's just more like a like, crew. We look not at a clan. stuff. Right. And we're like, we're doing this right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, we all high five. It's a lot of, and then we yeah. draft fantasy football players. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, like, I think what's important is to a lot of people are going to look at this film and be like, "Hey, look at this Asian movie." Um, but like, when you watch it, when you watch the farewell, it doesn't have Chinese drama or Korean drama sensibilities. I mean, for goodness' sake, there's like a Tarantino walk in the film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, yeah, like that gets. Sure. Um, the, but I the, assume that was derivative of an Asian thing. I mean, I don't mean to be pushed back. I'm just saying, I just assume he stole that from an original. You know what? He very well might have because he likes to put yeah. white people in Asian yeah, settings. So, I mean, that's I was, that was my thinking. I was um, like, oh, that's Tarantino. But I bet he stole that from some Korean filmmaker that I don't know because I'm stupid. Right. I mean, I mean, the whole Tarantino's whole shtick is that he takes things from other films and then yeah. he like puts this really like you know, unique script to it. And that's not a bad thing. It's just what he does. Totally. Totally Um, agree. Yeah. It's a cool thing. He's a mixed media artist in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So what I liked about the farewell is that it's, it's a very, it's a uniquely um, American or let's say uniquely Western experience that our main character is, is going through. And, and so you can't like market this to China and say, look at this Chinese movie. Because like mm-hmm. they just don't like they they won't understand right. It's like it's like us watching a movie about like the Hong Kong protests and rebellions. Like sure we could watch a great movie. Sure. Like I just I just have no idea what they're rebelling about. Um, to to you know I don't have much nuance to that. Um, and there was a video I'd like to reference that Simu Liu had had to like react yeah. to who who plays who's going to play Shang Chi, the upcoming Marvel superhero, where like these Chinese people were were like asked on camera by this stupid, you know, blog, YouTube video that was just like, do you think this guy is handsome? And every single Chinese person in that video was just like, well, you know, he's like American handsome. He's not Chinese handsome. And any, you know, American woman will look at Simu Liu and and just, you know, look at you in disgust and response and, and just tell you he's a very handsome man. It's just, so this movie is all about like, cultural differences and i guess we'll get deeper into that and so it really i think if you're paying attention and if you're if you're listening and you're listening to the audience and when when they're laughing when they're crying you know the asian audience um it's just a really touching film and it's not about what you think it's about right everybody thinks it's about the grandmother but it's not it's about billy it's about her experience and i just think it was done i think the script was 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 simple and brilliant um, mm-hmm. I think Aquafina, you know, depending on on like the field, she could get it like an Oscar nomination. I think there were some some yeah, really great parts. I so um, I just think the the movie was so good, and it was it was it, it's so weird for me to say this, right? But it, it it's just it's a life experience that I've had, and I don't watch mm-hmm. movies like that. Like, um, yeah, I you know there are a there are literally. Thousands upon thousands of, um, you know, for for lack of a better word, white people, white American experiences. There are far less movies about black American experiences, a few movies about Latino American experiences. Like how many Asian American experience movies have you ever heard of? Because I haven't heard of any. And so for me to have this along with something like Crazy Rich Asians, yeah. which ties into that little bill. A little bit. Um, Always be my maybe on Netflix, yep. which is, you know, from a movie perspective, a very by the book rom com. But from my perspective, the details of it make it an Asian American experience. So now I have three movies like this in the last three years, two years. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's like it's I don't know if you've heard that the Aziz bit from. Like I mean, wow, first dude. stand up second, where he's Asian like, I know, I'm really taking this down on top. Wow. 
a tough spot, but he talks about Slumdog Millionaire, <laughs> and he was just like, wait, is this is this what it's like for white people? You're just yeah. walking around like, every movie is us. It's like, he just names off, Goodfellas, that's us. <laughs> yeah. You know, and just all totally. this stuff. He's like, every movie except Slumdog Millionaire is us. You <laughs> right, know? And right. it's, that's yeah. literally, like, that's like, literally yeah. how it feels. No, uh, absolutely, sure. totally. Sure. And as two white guys, we agree, and it's awesome. No, <laughs> no that's not true at all. <laughs> Um, no, it's great. I think I think that's a really beautiful thing, and I I'm all for uh, representation. You know, we have like everyone's like you know stupid white people that are like <laughs> no, but um, many of them listen, and we love you, but are like you know, does everything have to have a, a, a minorities? Yeah, it's like yeah, maybe it should for a while because we've had I don't know the last seventy years of culture. <laughs> so let's just balance it out for I don't know. Five years, and we'll be good. We just want like it's it's crazy because you know Asian people and everybody. We just want the ratio to be there, which is a ninety to to ten like ratio. Totally. If you're including all people of color, it's closer to like seventy five, twenty five, seventy thirty. Like I'd settle for that ratio of as we of, should, you know, man. It's you know, it, it's crazy. Like I'm I'm not yeah right. I'm not asking for Captain America to come out and be like <laughs> Mexican. Like you know, I am. that'd be way cooler. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, Diego no. Lunes, Captain America. Let's do it. <laughs> no, okay. Now, how dare you? And now I'm racist. <laughs> I wasn't before, but you said that. No. Um, that was a deep cut. Uh, Mad that was a strong cut. Mad About Movies. Uh, I, Mad About, uh, Captain America should have something called charisma. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I think that's really cool. I, I um, you know, it, it's such an interesting thing. I think, you know, every, uh, hopefully this keeps going and, and not to go on, I'm not making like a political statement, I think, but representation is really important. I mean, people, you know, whether you're <laughs> pro or, or anti, like these people exist, they have stories. I mean, oh my God, our, our entertainment should, should represent everybody. And I think there's this really cool moment going on right now, especially for, for Asian Americans over the last like 18 months. Um, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Because it's kind of a, it is a really interesting, it's a, it's a very diverse, I mean, when you say something like Asian, well, that, that only represents, I don't know, half the globe. Uh, so <laughs> it's kind of silly, right, to say, oh, these are all, but, but we'll, we'll deal with what we can. I mean, there's a, a massive difference culturally between something like, you know, an Indian film versus a Korean film versus a Japanese film, you know, and... And uh, but let's just take what we can. This 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 kind of moment across a lot of culture, where like Asians not only are having this moment, but like Asians are cool, which is which is great, you know. Um, like shout take, out to Keanu. Yeah, Keanu. You take someone like uh, um, uh, David Chang, the the chef, the Momofuku the guy. The chef, yeah. He's mm-hmm. got that show on Netflix, which is like a really cool show. Um, you know, Aziz before. Um, before these allegations and whatever, but when, when Master of None was going, not only was that a great show, that was a really cool show. And there's this thing of like, of of yeah, you can be included, but only these certain races or certain types of people are cool. And like Asians have never really been a part of that. Whereas even even African Americans, because of hip hop, which is such an important art form have been cool for a little bit. Like Asians have always been excluded for that. Not to say that African Americans aren't horribly discriminated against and stuff, <laughs> but I'm just saying they, they've been able to be cool since like 1988 or some stupid year. But, um, but like now it's, I feel like it is in the last couple years, Brian, just as like an observing white guy, it's, yeah. it's been like, mm-hmm. Oh cool. Asians are, you know, that's awesome. Like I'm, I'm all yeah. for this and it's not like stupid, not that they're stupid, but like it's not like kung fu movies or something that's kind exactly. of right, exactly right. It's right. like it's real life yeah. experience. It's real yeah. life stuff, you know. And I think that's that's awesome. And this movie, in this movie, is more important than that. And I want to talk about this movie on its own. I'm not trying to be mm-hmm. insane here, but but uh, it is part of that movement, which I think is really awesome. So. Okay, we put all that aside. So this movie, you know, for me was really really interesting. Um, I, told, I texted Brian, so like, not, not to be a buzzkill. So my mom died nine years ago yesterday. Um, so good time to go see this movie today. Um, exactly nine years in one day. <laughs> exactly nine years in one day. Exactly, though. That's important. Um, the exactly is what counts. Uh, 
<laughs> that's a whole different. I won't go into that. But Brian, Brian agrees with me, so that's all that matters. I okay. I'll just do it. Why do people put really arbitrary dates on social media? Like blank and blank happened exactly six years, six months, and seven days ago. And you're like, that's not exactly. That's not an interesting timeline whatsoever. It's either a month or a year or a week. I don't care. Round it off. Okay, that's done. So my mom died exactly nine years and one day ago. <laughs> and <laughs> so anyway, this is like a very emo. You know, we it's well documented on this show. I, I I'm not a huge fan of feeling anything. I like to just think and just walk through life, never feeling, only thinking, and then I die. That's the goal. <laughs> And, um, but this movie, obviously, for because of what it is, and it ended up, had a different ending than I expected and everything, but, um, but because of what it is and the timing of it, unfortunately, with me seeing it, it was really emotional for me. And really, and I, I, I want to know from you guys, was that me or was it effective on that? Was that just something I brought to it or was it, did it really pull that off? Because that's a tough thing to pull off. Yeah, I mean, it was for me. I, for me, it was I lost both my grandparents last year, exactly last year, and uh, and exactly. that was it. Exactly, exactly, and so I was very close to my grandmother growing up, especially, and seeing. I thought Aquafina did an incredible job displaying that end of the relationship, um, and then I'm looking up the uh, grandmother's name. Uh, they call her uh, Nai Nai. She was in. Yeah, Nai Nai, Susan Zhao. Um, she 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 was magnificent too. I I think, boy, she she may be looking at some right, uh, right. some some awards buzz come into the year too. She was she was outstanding. So it was just, um, you know, you for me, it's like I remember when I saw Coco and we reviewed that, and that was that came out out over Thanksgiving break, I think of two thousand around Thanksgiving two thousand seventeen, and you know I'm. My grandmother was here. That turned out to be like the last holiday season that we that we had with her. And I, you know, and then I went and saw Coco like a day later, and I just like bawled the entire time because it just I could see my grandmother in Abuelita so so clearly. And this was kind of similar. It was um, not to make the movie about myself, you know, but we all kind of kind of do that. You all you you bring your own stuff into a movie, whether you're going to see something like this or whatever the Gerard Butler movie is called next week that we get to review. That'll be a fun, we're going to majorly get the bends coming from that, <laughs> from the farewell to that. Uh, can't wait. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you kind of bring your own perspective and worldview and, and background and whatever into that. Um, and, and that's, you know, sitting there watching that. And I, I very much felt Aquafina's side of things. And I felt like I could see my own grandmother in, in Nai Nai, and it was a really beautiful, touching way to to um, to put both of those characters, I think, on screen, and done done really, really well. And I I I really like what you said. Like you're spot on that. Um, as much as like I'm trying to remember exactly how you said it, but that this isn't really an Asian movie, right? It just it's a the culture certainly is, and it's it's focused on the Chinese side of things. I'm probably butchering how I'm trying to say this, but it, it's a, the story kind of transcends culture and, um, whatever, uh, that, that goes in it. it and it's, it's a very <sighs> normal, natural story, right? Like this is a thing that we're all having to deal with on some level. And so I'm, I love, again, kind of touching on what you said here. I love that, Lulu Wang and uh, and A twenty four that they did it this way that they didn't cheapen that with well we got to make sure there's a there's a white guy or a white girl or somebody in there to so that the white people will go see it and stuff um, because it would have lost I think a little bit of of uh, the emotion and it would have lost some of the value that it has because it just seems so real and organic it's and it genuine. just was very easy it's very genuine and I'll pass it out it, it just it was very easy for me to um kind of see myself in the Aquafina role and 
see my own grandmother in 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 nine nine stuff and so and i I love that i think gr- great movies should should uh should do that you know you should you should certainly this kind of movie especially you should should be able to see yourself um in those characters and kind of put yourselves in their shoes i guess um because it that's kind of how it it opens you up to experience the movie you know not just sit there and and uh and laugh or or sit there and cry or whatever to like to really be a part to feel like you're a part of the movie i thought it was done perfectly on that front so um but Maybe you have better insight on that, my friend. Yeah, so this is this is like this movie, um, like it's a very simple like dramedy. Um, it's like a, they're telling a story about family and and grief, right? And family and and uh, yeah. illness and stuff like that. And 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 just like always be my maybe, like if you wrote the concept on paper, it's it's largely unremarkable, and. It's yes. it's it's the details that make it this Asian American story, but at the core, it's like it's reflective of real life. And so, you know, if this was some, you know, really like corny Korean drama, I don't want to use corny, but like, or like really like stylized like Chinese movie, or or if they, if Hollywood got what they wanted and this was like a pure comedy, right? Like. You're you're seeing these people on screen, and you are just looking at a story. But now you're seeing like a reflection of real life, and everybody yes. can relate to the grief. And one of the things that I loved about the movie is that there are so certain moments where the family, you know, in this really trying time of of like tough emotional like slog, like they're making jokes and they're laughing, right? And my fondest memories in times of sadness when family members have died is as everybody experiences is when you like make a joke in that moment right you you Mm -hmm. you laugh with the person that's sick or you reminisce about a person that's died and i just felt it was so genuine and it's it's lu wang saying like this is my story and my story is not yeah it's not more remarkable than yours i'm telling it in a remarkable way because i'm talented but this is my life and and so you know a lot of people a lot of people, not just white, a lot of people struggle to relate to things that aren't exactly in their box. Sure. And it's really frustrating because as a minority, and and I'm speaking of myself, if you are black, if you are Latino, if you are queer of some way, if you are non-binary, anything, if you are not in the main box, right, you've had to do this your whole life. And for yeah. someone like you, Brian, to to be like, yeah, of course mm-hmm. I relate to Billy, of course I relate to I my my, my I relate my grandmother to Nine Nine like that's what everybody has to do all the time with movies and it's so weird sure. how like the criticism of this film is like I couldn't get past the cultural differences like well you're a bad movie watcher right yeah. so it's like it was so weird to me that that was like the main criticism of the film it's like I, I just couldn't get like the movies in Chinese what do I have to wear like glasses it's like yes I don't have to read yes, my you gotta... text back to you. <laughs> um. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think it's since it's so genuine and since she was unwavering in her desire to get this film made in the way that she needed it to be made, right? Otherwise it wasn't gonna be done. Yeah. Like the film is is brilliant because of it and it, it just speaks to so yeah. many more people. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Totally disagree. No. Um so no, I think that's really, really astute and smart. As a movie, though, okay, so let's move around all the representation issues. It, I mean, and Brian touched on this a lot. It really works. And so n- narratively, we'll kind of cut towards the end of here. There's a, there's a bit of kind of, not so much a twist, but but it goes in areas you didn't really expect out. So the performances narratively, did that, did that work for you, Brian? Yeah, I did. It did. I, um, I think... Ariel, you said, and I, I totally agree. It's, it's a very simple plot. The, the almost plot is almost non-existent. It's, it's a, it's a know, concept. You can summarize, yeah, you can summarize this movie in, in two sentences, and, um, and then you just get to kind of ruminate with the characters and um, go through the experience and stuff. And that, so, I, and I, I think that that's great. Like that, that works. That's all it needed. It didn't need to be tricked up. And I, I love that. Went that direction, but yeah, man, uh, Richard, I, I, I loved it. I thought, I thought that it moved, moved at a great pace. Um, you, you don't have too much 
I, for for a movie that has as little plot as this does, it really moves pretty well. It's not stagnant, right? And I think that sometimes does happen with movies that are that are less plot driven and more character or setting driven. And that's a big part of this is just the setting and seeing uh, the 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 area and stuff. I mean, it's that's that's a big part. Sometimes you get those movies like that. That's like, man, it was good, but. It, it kind of dragged it at points, and this doesn't. It moves at a really nice clip, and um, you you never. If anything, I, I there's t- there were times when I was like, I kind of would like for it to rest a little bit, and let's kind of explore. Let's let's get a little deeper into the family dynamic, or let's let's see a little bit more of of uh, the dad, you know, and mm-hmm. and the way that. But in and and if if I had a criticism, that would probably be it. Is almost, and that's very rare for us, right? Like we're always coming on here, like please cut 30 minutes out of this movie this one is one that could have used maybe for me at least could have could have maybe used 10 more minutes of of runtime to to kind of flesh out a little bit of those characters but it's fine and and it's it's very well paced so you really don't even for me at least i didn't even really notice that until i got out of the movie and then thought gosh i kind of would have liked to to been there a little bit longer and stayed in that family yeah there, there's a before i let you in <laughs> richard think um no there's there's a really great kurt vonnegut quote and I, I don't quite have the, the exact quote but it says a, a sentence like every sentence in your book should do one of two things it should either advance the plot mm-hmm. or like deepen the character or something like that mm-hmm. and like ev- like every single scene there's not a single moment wasted where they're not telling you something about um, Billy's experience or the family's experience as a whole or they're moving yeah. like the, this very simple plot forward and I think it's just it was just like this really like tight story that needed to be just like just one scene after another, we're just going to keep moving at this really, like, really nice pace. But like you said, every every scene and every sentence, like, did one of those two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's no no wasted scenes, no wasted lines, um, nothing, and, and it and it moves at at a really good clip. So I, I thought that was great, um, and I liked too. I, this is kind of off from what you were asking, Richard, but I liked that the movie. I liked that the it wasn't completely focused on Billy. And I think that's what I expected going in. And maybe that's just because that's typically what we get from, uh, from a Hollywood movie, especially, and this really is not a Hollywood movie. So maybe that's Mm -hmm. the whole thing. But, Mm. um, it, I, I really, you know, if I'm trying to think how to put that, if she does not get an Oscar nomination to me, it, it probably comes down and it's, it's hard to say in August. So I, one of the, one reason could be that between now and between now and and December thirty first, we just get five banging performances, <clears throat> and and you know and okay, it happens. That's, that's it happens. It is what it is. If we don't get five banging performances and she still doesn't get a nomination, I I think it will be due to the fact that the movie doesn't play to her and doesn't focus so exclusively on her. The way I think you would if this movie was made within, truly within, you know, the Hollywood ecosystem, and uh, and again, I think the movie is better for that, and I loved that. I thought it was a really, it's not unique, but it is fresh and and a little bit different and, in, in, from what we typically get. But it may ultimately, which it would be strange if it ultimately cost her, you know, individual glory opportunity, but but for the film it's it's totally worth it i think i really expect my wife went and saw this before i did which for the i don't know maybe for the first time ever um she she saw a movie before i did um and she kind of said the same thing she was like it doesn't really focus all that much on her um and i just i found that to be like well that's crazy she saw chappy before you, <laughs> i mean <laughs> she, did. Um, she did she's a that's a, big diarrhea brian that's a reflection <laughs> um that's so much fun if you know Brian's wife. I just have to say that's a great joke by Brian, and I want to hear your thoughts now, so I'll shut up. But that's well done. Um, so the the fact that it doesn't focus on on Billy exclusively, it, it's a reflection of what, um, and this isn't really smart. It's a reflection of what the uncle says to her in that moment. Um, they're by the window. Mm-hmm. He's with yeah. his. He's with his. He's with Billy's dad, and he's and he tells him like, and this is not a spoiler, like. Chinese culture, Asian American culture, my culture, Filipinos included, it's like, it's not about you. It's about the family. Mm-hmm. It's about how the family reacts and how you can conform and how you can do what's best for the family. And so the, the movie doesn't, like, the movie goes against its own theme if it tries to focus on Billy and her 
relationship totally. to the family like the whole time. You have to get ev- like little pieces of, of the family as a whole. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. But I, I love that. I thought it was you, you're you're spot on. It 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 works within the theme of the film and it also works kind of narratively and, and and just it's I don't know, it was just it was just different than it's definitely a much different film experience than you would get if if it was created within you know the very specific uh ecosystem that most movies that we see are are created in i mean that's just i don't think there's any i don't think there's any way around it so um i ex- like i said i i expected billy to be just 80% of screen time because that's what we're kind of used to and instead um i thought uh Cy Mao, who who is awesome he's always awesome in like whatever show or movie he's in I always really dig that guy and this was like a really uh, just for me at least maybe the first time that you get to see him as a uh a person not just random character in i don't know he's probably been in the west wing he seems like he would you know somebody that just like shows up a character actor he he really brought it here and was great um and again nine was awesome all all the characters there were really um some very fun and some very touchy and just really had more uh more to do with how this this movie moves the plot and the narrative and the way that the movie moves forward than just the main character despite how very very good aquafina was in that role and and how mm, affecting and empathetic that character is totally agree totally agree so you guys want to grade this bad boy out yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, go I ahead. Just wanted, when we get to, yeah, 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 I just want to do like say one more thing about the movie that was I think really important and and like the the crux of like the message of the movie. It's and I, I just mentioned it with like the the uncle and the dad talking to Aquafina. Like the movie is not about you know spoiler alert like the the, the grandmother is sick, Nai is sick, and then they don't want to tell her. And so a lot of people are thinking about this is the movie about her dealing with her grandmother being sick, but but really the movie is like the movie makes it a point to tell you that Billy is struggling with, with like living in America and expecting to be an American young adult. She's I think 30, the character um, while all like while butting heads with every single member of her family, who's expecting her to act like a traditional Asian family. And so like, if you, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the film, like pay attention to that, how she talks to her mom, how she talks to her uncle, how she talks to her grandmother. Um, and dear Lord, if you're watching this film and you're laughing at things that are just cultural differences, like just take a look in the mirror. Uh, a friend of mine went to watch the movie. He said people were laughing at the fact that there was the, the cupping massages, People were laughing when her aunt was talking about not seeing her husband. Um, people were laughing at the fact that you have to like boil the water. Like, just like, it's like you're laughing because they're in China and not like funny moments like the karaoke or or even like you know when the uncle's giving the speech and like the camera pans out and like nobody's paying attention. Like that's funny. It's uh, in, in, in its sadness, but like, I, I I think if you're watching this movie, like like my main point, like. You, you have to pay attention to what Billy's experience is dealing with a culture that is supposed to be hers and she knows nothing about. And if you are an Asian person or if you are an African-American, if you are Latino-American, if you're any other ethnicity, even if you are like first generation Russian and you tried to go back to Russia and you're trying like, you know, or Italy, whatever, like that, that like you have no idea how to live in that culture. But since you are ex- since you look like everybody that you are expected to and that's something mm-hmm. i struggle like i went to the philippines i've been there i think two three times three times now and like, even there i'm just like man i could i could never ever live here and so for billy to feel so othered there and i think you get this a lot mm-hmm. in like in, even in crazy rich asians where the character is like man i don't feel completely at home in america because I, I look different than 90% of the population. And I don't feel comfortable mm. here because I act different than 99.99% of the, the population. And that's the, that is like the cultural message that Lulu Wang's trying to convey here in the film. Um, I think, I think it's, it's apparent because of like the, like I said, the, the scenes that 
give you depth of the character. Those are all focused on those moments. And so if you, if you want to give us a chance, I think this, the film is shot beautifully. I think it's scored beautifully. I think the acting is, all, is really yeah. good all around. Agreed. So there's so much worth in, in the technical parts. Um, and then you perhaps may, you know, learn something culturally, uh, you know, because mm. God, God forbid you learn something from movies. <laughs> I totally agree. And, and, and to build on that point, you know, MAGA. So, um, <laughs> I just wanted, I just wanted to break Brian there. Um, uh, all right. So that was, no, that's really, really astute. And this is a universal movie. What, and, and so when we talk about like the Asian American experience, that is not an exclusive, that is an inclusive thing, right? You should all, we should all, we can all learn something and feel something from this. I, you know, I'm like, so Irish and white, it couldn't even be, I, I, I did. I, I haven't talked about this in the show. I did the my my father got me the uh, the ancestry DNA kit, and I I literally came back a hundred percent Irish, um, <laughs> from the same three towns. Which is you can you can make all the jokes you want about my inbred nature. So so I I'm about as white as as one can be, and this is a human story, and that's what we we learn yeah. and what what media across all things should should show us is that we're all the same we all have the exact we all have similar uh experiences and, and emotions and things and that's that's what makes humanity we are all in this together and and uh all this all this other crap and it is literally just crap is just uh you know to uh to make us feel different and, and what really matters in life and in your family is is really across the board. So what's what's great about this is so inclusive of a new community that is, fair, as mm-hmm. as it, as Ariel said, uh, relatively new to cinema and culture at large. But what's what's also great about it is how inclusive it is to all of us, regardless of of our experience. We all will find something in this that that uh, that feels so. Um, Let's grade this out, and 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 I'm going to take all the all the social part out of this, and just grade it as a movie. It's a really good movie. <laughs> we didn't talk about that enough, probably. It's really good and funny, and and smart, and moving, and all those things. So I'm going to give this a solid, just straight down the line. A, Brian, what about you? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, it's, I'm, I do feel like this is one that's going to be one that I'm thinking about in a couple of weeks, you know, and not just oh that was good, and then walking away. Um, and so I'm, I'm very curious for my, just internally for where this will end up in my, you know, my end of the year rankings. Cause we, we haven't seen <clears throat> this movie, this year has sucked. We've seen a lot of, uh, B minus or worse movies. And I, I'm kind of looking ahead at the slate. I'm like, gosh, I just, I don't know. There's just not a lot out there that I am super pumped about and, and enthusiastic about. So um, I'm, this could be a movie that, that in a month or two, when I'm still kind of thinking about it and, and some of the, the scenes are still sticking, sticking out as, as very lifelike, you know, still, um, could, could even come up a bit. So anyway, for me, it's an, it's a straight A and I feel like probably there's, there might be room for, for growth on that. Uh, but uh, yeah, dude, I, I really, really, really dug it. And I, I just think, I hope people will get out and see it. I, I don't think it's going to be in theaters much longer. There was only two showings at my theater this this week, so it may be about done with its theatrical run. But this will play. The best thing about a movie like this, and then I pass off off the grade. Um, just from a mo- again from a movie standpoint, is it's it's going to play just as well on your home forty inch TV mm. as it will on a big screen and. Maybe better because you won't have to deal with olds like I did in my two o'clock showing today. You know, um, that just talk, talk, talk the whole time. But uh, and that's and that a group will... we can all agree on hating, right? In the podcast community, <laughs> racism is so right. over, but ageism right. is back in, and right. let's get rid of the olds right. in the movie yeah. theater. It's very popular. Finally, a majority. <laughs> yeah, we did it, guys. Finally, on there. Logan's run. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, my, to finish, my point on that is just it, it's going to – I think this has second life that some movies, uh, even small movies, big, it doesn't really matter. A lot of movies don't quite get in 2019. This this has a chance to be a real player on demand and, and whatnot come, like, November, you know, and into December. It has a chance to really ramp up into uh, into award season. 
whereas other movies don't because it's going to play really well on screeners and stuff. So anyway, definitely check it out. If you can't get to it in theaters this week, I, I hope you will uh, take the time to uh, to rent or buy or whatever, however you, you watch movies at home. So do that. Ariel, what about you, man? What's your grade? Uh, I'm going to factor in my bias and give it an A+. Plus. Um, mm. I think as a movie, it's wow. like it's, an, it's at least an A. I, I think there's just so so much good with it. Um, but yeah, at the end of the year, you know, this might be fighting with cats for my uh, my number one film. <laughs> God bless you, brother. That's, uh... That's the one thing this movie is missing is is real fur tech, <laughs> right? Or whatever yeah. it's called. I yeah. no, I I yelled that at the old in my screening. So <laughs> that's what sucks, man. You go see a movie that's a little off the beaten path. You know, in terms yeah. of release, and then you go and you go. Who sees this movie besides someone that does a podcast? And the answer, unfortunately, <laughs> is retired people, and they have no idea. All right, well, I had to go all the way to, to to like New York City. Like I had to like take a train and, and stuff like that. Wow! And, uh, and wow. I still got like the cell phone like brightness in my face trying uh, to watch the worst. Such a beating. Brian and I, the rare time us in the Central Time Zone had it easier than you. It was down the. Yeah. Well, I watched yeah. it. I watched it like when it first came out, like, uh, when it, like the limited wow. release hum- came out. Humble so. brag. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right, Ariel. He flew to Minneapolis. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a purple Prince jet. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Ariel. If I was looking for you, and I, if I were to come in and say, "Man, this guy knows what he's talking about," where would I find more of your Ariel branded content? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dread Pirate Rada. Um, I've been ramping up my writing quite a bit at arielrada.com. Um, so if you want to read about Asian things and whether or not you should watch Gravity Falls, you can uh, go on arielrada.com. <laughs> Define Asian. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What a crossover. Uh, <laughs> no, all right, Brian, where can I find you, brother? You can find me on the Twitter, Beagle12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Richard, where can we and find And Ariel you? sometimes, oftentimes, isn't yeah. that, that, that yeah, very... He's, he's a frequent pre- contributor. Yeah, more, much more than, than myself or Kent. But I've got to, I, I have something <laughs> cooking, Brian. I think you're going to you're gonna mm, dig for the like newsletter. It. So we'll see. You can find me on social at uh, Richard Barden on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Snapchat, you know, you can follow me. I'm never going to snap. And please don't send me snaps because then I have that stupid red one, you know, notification thing. And I have to look at it and I just end up hating you. So don't do that. Just follow me on Instagram and uh, Twitter and uh, all that good stuff. All right, gentlemen, this was a good episode. I enjoyed this quite a bit we've got some great content coming both on this feed and the vip feed once again don't forget that vip feed and uh ariel why don't you uh why don't you why don't we go back in time actually we don't have to do that anymore because it's a separate feed why don't you stick around for a little bit of movie news does that sound good will do all right brother awesome well until next time we will see you at the cinema with a bunch of oldies. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Toss salad and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salad and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face they're making me ya-ya, your salad is red.